Pierce, me, me, excuse me. Whoa, where did that come from? Me, it's me, it's the ABC, and I'm going to try to get this uh, echo out of my microphone, so just bear with me for a second. Now, I think this is it. Perfect. All right. It's me, it's me, it's the ABC. Welcome to the ABC on BTR, the call-in number. Wait, wait, hang on. Let me try to adjust this again. I'm just having all kinds of problems today. So let me, hang on, let me make some adjustments real quick, and then we'll get started. Okay, that's that. That's that, and that's that. Perfect. All right. The call number is 563-999-3596. 563-999-3596. It's the Second Amendment special. I'm telling you, of all the amendments, the second is my favorite. Now, there's a, there's a lot to be said about four and five, too. But two is definitely my favorite. Why? Because one spells out Basically, Amendment 1 basically spells out what we are free to do and what Congress or the government as a whole cannot stop us from doing. That's law. That is legal. That's illegal. That's law. The co- Congress cannot now. Now they tried backhanded methods to try to squash number one. But it's all going to fail in the face. And it's all going to fail in the face of the Supreme Court. Why? Because the Supreme Court has a couple of originalists on it that can sway the rest of the conservatives. The Second Amendment is what guarantees our First Amendment. So they say, okay, look, in this country, it's a legally protected right to say what you want to say, believe what you want to believe, report on whatever you want to report, right? That's That's basically what it says. Congress should make no thought of establishing um, um, abridging freedom of speech or, um, uh, you know, the thing, you know, the thing. But Congress should make no law of abridging the freedom freedom of speech um, nor of religious free practice or um, freedom of the press. Basically what it says. I didn't, it's not verbatim. That's basically what it says. You know, Joe Biden says, you know, the thing. Second Amendment, Right. That's first. Second Amendment says that a that a well-regulated militia, right, um, being necessary to a free state, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now that again, it's not verbatim because I'm not well versed on. I haven't committed the exact wording of the amendment to memory. However, the First Amendment says that we have the freedom of speech. We have the freedom of religious practice and we have the freedom of the press which means we can tell people basically what's going on the common person can tell them another common person what's going on the freedom of the press also that once the first amendment says that we have the ability to peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of our grievances what does that mean that means we can peaceably assemble right like we did in washington dc on january 6th and petition the government for a redress of our grievances, which is exactly what we did. Now, where it went wrong on January 6th was that there were paid agitators there. Now, ain't nobody going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. There were paid agitators there. They were paid by dark money on the left. Those agitators came in um, in MAGA gear, and they were paid to break into the Capitol and start all kinds of stuff and then leave, and leave before things got 
things got hairy. This is why you saw things like the police walking away from certain points before um, certain people got there to go and break things. This was on video. Tucker tried to put this out. He put out one video on his show, and a few days later, he got fired. This is what Fox News was trying to protect, all right? So I don't watch – well, I haven't really – I haven't really fucked with Fox News since the whole um, 2020 election thing. When they made Tucker call Arizona early, that's when I was done. That's when I figured something was up with Fox News. I'm like, something's going on. Something's going on here. And Fox News ain't going to be Fox News that we know for much longer. I stopped messing with him then. But then when the whole January 6th thing came, Tucker tried to roll the video footage that came from the Capitol. Nobody disputes the authenticity of the footage, that, all the footage that Tucker Carlson had. Yet, when he tried to exercise his freedom of the press under the First Amendment, Fox News fired him. Why? Because he was going to put out the videos that definitively, that definitively, definitively, I have problems saying that word, definitively proved that there were paid agitators there to start trouble that were paid with dark money. Now, the the ensuing investigation by the Republicans would have probably uncovered where that money came from and how it was paid. Just like they uncovered the whole thing about Joe Biden, they would have uncovered the whole thing. But since Fox News squished it, then um, that gave the Democrats a chance to, and the FBI a chance to bury all those other papers too, without the worry of having to do that. Now, back to the Second Amendment. So the First Amendment guarantees those four things, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, um, freedom of the press, and freedom to petition our government for redress of, of our grievances. The Second Amendment gave us the right to bear arms to protect those, to protect the four things of the First Amendment, because if you don't have the right, if the citizens don't have the right to bear arms, as we've seen throughout history in countries, in communist countries that don't have the right to bear arms, then we've seen the government come in and do whatever they wanted to do to people who wanted to speak freely. Think of Tiananmen Square. Um, Or peaceably assemble their right to, again, Tiananmen Square, peaceably assemble to address the government for redress of the grievances. Tiananmen Square kind of exposed a lot of that in China. However, when we look at freedom of the press, look at what happens in the Soviet Union, right? Look at what happens in North Korea. There is no freedom. It is a state-run press. Now, America has a state-run press. It's called CNN. It's called NPR. It's called MSNBC. It's called ABC News. All of that is state-run press. How, do I, how can I say that, Rin? How can you say that? Well, if you look at the history of of government officials going to about the early 1990s and even I'll even go back to say the 1980s if you look at the history of government officials from George Bush Ronald Reagan on through Barack Obama Donald J. Trump and now Joe Biden you're going to notice something and this is something I noticed about a month ago and I should have I mean I kind of noticed it before that, but I didn't really put the pieces together until about a month ago. And I said, yo, I told myself, hey, ABC, isn't it funny how Democrats in office, see, when conservatives get into office, right? See, conservatives don't like government anyway. They don't like, I mean, we like being in the government and making that change, right? That's why I'm running for city council. 
But I myself, just like a lot of other government officials, when my time in the government is through, and I've, you know, I've been in the military and stuff, I've been in that part of the government. But when it comes to public service in in um, elected office, not volu- not a volunteer military, but in elected conservatives, no, and 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 it's, it's kind of a thing among conservatives that when your timing serving the public and elected office is through, it is through. This is why you don't see a whole lot of conservatives in things like they don't they don't leave government and just hang around talking about political things. Now there's a few. Right, and even they, there's a few that left office and became like um, Fox News contributors and things like that. Right, they've gone, they've largely gone away because Fox fired them all. But I mean, you'll see them on Newsmax and things like that, and they'll they'll offer their opinion. But as far as leaving the government and still doing things, the Democrats will leave office. The you know leftists and liberals they'll leave office. And they'll do things like they'll work for the deep state. They'll work for, they'll become a bureaucrat in this leviathan called the government, right? So they leave elected office and they'll be, they'll go and be things. They'll go into the Atlantic Council and they'll go into um, the Brookings Institute and all these other government quote unquote think tanks, but all they are are, um, all they are are monsters that feed the Leviathan. This is what the left does. The left leaves elected office, and then they go do things like NBC um, uh, hosts and uh, hosts and contributors, and they'll infect that part of the media. If you understand what I'm talking about, they'll leave office like Jen Psaki is a perfect Jen Psaki is a perfect example. George Stephanopoulos, another perfect example. Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's going to do it. She already handed her plans on doing that. When she leaves, when she leaves, she's going to, I think, I think MSNBC is her destination. But you see a lot of former government Democrat officials think of, um, what's his name? Uh, the dumbass FBI agent in the glasses, um, Weissman, that guy, he went to MSNBC. So you see a lot of these you see a lot of these 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 government people, these these Democrats, leaving office and then working in the media, and even a judge had to squash Joe the Biden administration's zeal to leave government and go into social media, or even still be in government and then get a job in social media. They had to squash that, and again, a, a, a liberal judge overturned that, which if it gets to the Supreme Court, it's just going to get squashed again. But this is my point. The point is that the government goes into these these sectors in order to control the uh, control certain narratives. Media is no different. Social media to squash freedom of speech and the tailor the tailor social media to go one way. Um, the legacy media they infect the legacy media so that the narratives can go one way. This is what the Second Amendment is supposed to protect us from. Well, no, let me back up. To protect, they have to do that because the Second Amendment them from coming and locking us up because of what we think and what we believe. So they have to find some other way to control the narratives. This is why I'm putting together this special because the Second Amendment has been under attack for a long time. And what I want to do with this show is I want to keep the lines open first of all because it, usually I'll, I'll open the lines like at the, either at the beginning or a quarter or halfway through the second hour or whatever. 
but I, I usually don't take calls till the second hour. But I kind of want to take calls all show, and I want to hear from whoever may be listening to this um, generically on Blog Talk Radio. And I want you to talk about the Second Amendment. I want to I want us to have a conversation because I'm of the belief that the Second Amendment is absolutely necessary. Why? Because not only do I like to have the means of protecting mine, myself, my family, and my household from whatever can be out there. I'm, I'm not specifically talking government. I mean, times are real. Crimes are around, you know. So people break into houses all the time. People get hurt all the time in their own house. So I like to have that means of protecting myself. But not only that. I believe that other people should also have the right, the means to protect themselves. And I'm going to talk about that a little later in the show because there's another front that they're fighting this war on. And again, the way they're framing it is very is disingenuous to is disingenuous to say. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit in the show. But I kind of want to go over why we love the Second Amendment so much, why I love my firearms so much, why you either love or don't love your uh, firearms. If you have firearms and you love them, tell me why. Tell me what your favorite firearms are. I'm going to tell you what my favorite firearms are. I've been able to fire quite a few of them. Um, And I'm going to tell you which one's my favorite, which one my favorites are. Call in. Tell me what your favorites are. Um, Tell me what you love about the Second Amendment. Tell me what you love about being able to own a firearm, or if you don't like people owning a firearm, tell me why you don't like it. You know, all all opinions are welcome on this show. And if you catch this show, if you're catching this show on the rebound after it's done, then leave a message on the wall there for my show and tell me, you know, whether you support it, whether you don't support it, why or why not. You know, let's have this discussion because, again, and it's not just whether we support it or don't support it. Why we support it, the why of it. It's very important. I always say the why of it is always very important. And if we can't get to the why of why we believe something or not, then belief in it is moot. I can tell you all day I believe in God, but why do I believe in God, right? Why do I believe that um, Christ died and rose three days later for the remission of man's sins? I can tell you that I believe that all day long. But why you believe that is important, right? That's the whole basis of salvation. So... Again, why is it that you you support the Second Amendment or don't support the Second Amendment? Why do you why do you think the Second Amendment should stand as written, or maybe it should be a maybe it should be rewritten or whatever? Why is that? Why? So again, if you have if you come into the chats or if you um, want to call in or even if you want to leave a leave a comment on the wall there on the show's wall, yeah, do so please. Now. Well, actually, no. It looks like I'm going to take a bit of a break. So I'm going to take my initial break, and then when I come back, we're going to get into the into the couple of things that's on the wall there because I can't talk about I can't talk about my support for the Second Amendment without first talking about the opposition. The opposition is something that I find rather peculiar. So when I come, I'm going to take a break, and then when I come back. We're going to talk about the opposition to the Second Amendment and some of the things that have been said in opposition to the Second Amendment and why it is why I consider it or I think it is so peculiar. So we're going to do that and we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and do that. You're listening to ABC on BTR. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. 
are a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic. With the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out, I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have tootsie roll pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say tootsie roll pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace. 
with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffle. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a swift cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick, it's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, and yoo-hoo-hoo, too-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, and yoo-hoo-hoo, too-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches the pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. 
Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. about the opposition um and the opposition was something i always found kind of peculiar just because the the arguments that are put forth in defense not in defense but in opposition to the second amendment is is may i say asinine now before i get into that i i need to say that you know this is one of those this is a show that's, again, I call it one of my foundational shows. And the reason why I'm doing this particular show this way is because, again, I'm in the point, I'm at the point in this run of shows, I'm still establishing, you know, I'm still establishing for you guys my beliefs. So when the future shows come, you would have a point of reference to come back to and I explain why I believe what I believe. And so you would understand my shows as being fans and hopefully becoming uh, constant listeners. You know, you have an understanding of what, you have an understanding of where I'm coming from with these shows that I'm doing with these foundational shows. So yeah, this isn't going to be a whole lot of you know facts and figures and things like that. That's going to come later. But I'm going to tell you why I why I'm such an avid defender of the Second Amendment. And the primary reason why is because, again, I like having the right to defend myself and my family and my own home and my belongings and, you know, the things that I do hold dear. The other reason why is because I don't like, I don't like not being able to carry anything that's not equal to what the government has, right? So, and then when people say, well, you know, the government has tanks and planes. Okay. And if I get enough money, I want to be able to buy a tank or a plane, a, a 
uh, tank rich at fighter. I have amassed enough wealth. But in that, you understand what I'm saying, in that the the standard weapon that the military carries, that your infantry carries, is your M16. And the M16 is similar. The AR-15 is similar to the M16 in the fact that um, they're both similar lengths. They have similar... They have kind of similar functionalities. The, your M16 or M4 has a three-round burst feature, which the, which the AR-15 doesn't have. The AR-15 is just purely a semi-automatic rifle, but they fire the same, the same amount and the same type of bullets. Whereas your M16 doesn't fire two two threes, your AR-15s do. Then they can you can buy one that's configured to fire two two threes and five five six, like I have. But if I'm only relegated to like a 308 or a 22, and government is the beast. Government is the beast. The government, I'm telling you, um, this commenter, B, uh, B. Wise, after after pants. But check it out. The government, I call the government the Leviathan. Why? Is because the government lives to feed itself and make itself bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. This is why conservatives are like, hey, we need to start shrinking this because we're seeing the fruits of this coming, coming now. Being, we're seeing we're seeing the tree bear the fruit. Now the government's going after January 6th people just because they were in Washington D.C. when some agitators broke into the Capitol building. We're seeing now the um, the persecution of a former president for the crime of winning in 2016 and then daring to go against the Leviathan. We're seeing um, the government going after Catholic churches just for the simple crime of believing in um, in the right to the sanctity of life. This is what. We are, this is why we want to shrink this government. This is why we want to go back to what the Constitution originally, you know, originally proposes, which is a limited role of government in our lives. The necessary basics, that is it. And the Second Amendment is what is going to facilitate that. Again, number one and number two go hand in hand. Democrats and Republicans, a two heads of the same beast. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Now, um, in all transparency, yes, I am a registered Republican. However, I do realize that there are there are certain parts of that Mitch McConnell, um, what's her, what's that other stupid one's name? Um, I can't remember right now. But there's that whole wing of the Republican Party that are just that they need to go away, one way or the other, because they're not they they are now in bed with the Leviathan. They are trying not to get their own careers swallowed up by this thing. So they go with whatever this Leviathan does, which is why you don't see people like Mitch McConnell and or anybody in his on his wing, um, the Larry Hogan's and the um, I still forget her name. Maybe it's because her name's not important to me. But all these rhinos like um, Mitt Romney and all of them they hang out the what we call the country club Republicans. Those people need to go away because they're not helping the problem. They're republic. This is why we call them rhinos. They they call themselves Republicans, but they do nothing for the Constitution and they do nothing for shrinking this Leviathan. So that whole wing needs to go away. Also, there's a sector. And that's not a big one, but there's a sector of the um, of the Freedom Caucus that kind of needs to go away because all they do is they talk, 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 talk. They're good at talking, but we. Hey, like my old squad leader used to tell me, hey, either shit or get up off the pot. You can talk all you want, 
but we need something to happen here because we have evidence of a we have evidence of crimes com- that have been committed, impeachable crimes that have been committed by the current president of the United States. And if you don't put rubber to road, then uh, then you're not helping the cause either. You're not helping the cause of constitutionality and this um and this constitutional republic that we used to live in, but we don't anymore. But yeah. Um, it's a unit party, one party, um, Ziocons and and Ziolibs. Yeah, now I'm not of the type to, you know, because I I I myself do believe in Judeo-Christian values. Yes, I do. However, I do believe that there is a there is a certain sect of the liberals and the conservatives that are in bed together, and they're feeding this beast again. They're feeding this beast, this Leviathan, um, that's actually. If you want my real opinion, I do believe that this Leviathan is being fed by the military industrial complex, which is why we get into so many wars and they hate people who don't want to get into wars like Donald Trump, like Ronald Reagan. You know, these people have been scourged for not wanting to get into wars, whereas people like George Bush, like Barack Obama, like Bill Clinton, like um, George H.W. Bush, they're celebrated because they've gotten this country into some other kind of war. So. That's what you know. That's what I. That's what I believe about the government, and this is why we need, we need more people that are willing to stand up and put foot to ass, and get and get things moving in this, in this government, in this Congress, and this tricameral government that we have. So, anyway, yeah. Thanks for thanks for the comments. Again, this is why I believe so feverishly in the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment is what's going to secure the rights of the people. Again, the right to be free, the right to say what you want to say, to believe what you want to believe, to um, to go to the government and say, hey, you guys are screwing up and we need you to cease and desist. Now, we, will, we love our firearms. I love my firearms. We all love our firearms, right? Now, I have an AR-15. Now, these AR-15s have been scourged unnecessarily. The reason why I believe they're being scourged unnecessarily is because people on the left and a certain people on the left in a certain sector of the neocons of, of the Trump, of the Trump, the Mitch McConnell wing, um, and even even Trump kind of fell into this with the whole um, banning of bump stocks. I I think somebody got into Trump's ear, and Trump kind of listened to him, and he shouldn't have. But again. You have the certain sector of the Mitch McConnell wing and the um, and all of the libtards who are out there saying that these AR-15s are somehow weapons of war and you know nobody should own these because they're military weapons and it's the most retarded thing I've ever heard in my life because there is no military unit in existence in the United States that uses an AR-15 as any kind of tactical weapon because it's not. They are the equivalent of the um, the M the old M14s that were being used in World War II when they were when they landed on Omaha Beach and they were getting mowed down by these uh, by these German machine guns. Those were the what they were carrying were well, I wouldn't say semi-automatic rifles. A lot of them were um, bolt action, but the semi-automatic rifle came came of that so that we can at least try to have a some kind of a fighting chance. Well, semi-automatic rifles were so popular that so 
in mass, and people were loving these things. Wow, a rifle, semi-automatic, sign me up, you know. Um, the government hates when common people, a lot of common people, have access to things that they consider equalizers. Now, again, F-16, AR-15, they look the same, but they're two, they're two different, kind of two different things. Again, M-16 has a um, has a burst feature, AR-15 don't. However, they both can, they both carry the same type of bullet, the same amount of bullets. But when you talk about self-protection, I don't think there's a finer defense mechanism, at least for open carry, if nothing else, and for home protection, than your AR-15. Now, people say people stand by shotguns or people stand by the handguns. I get that. I have I myself have an XDS or 45, and that's my concealed carry. So it's out and about, and you know I I protect myself with the, my XDS 45. You know, or if I feel like open carrying, I'll take out my AR-15 and I'll open carry that. But it's just nice to have, for me personally, and this is what I say. This is why I want to. Um, this is why I want to get your opinions. It's nice for me to be able to have that, because anytime, again, I go out, I walk my dog, I open carry, I haven't been messed with, and this is a. This is kind of a crazy neighborhood. It's not crazy as some, but still, ain't been messed with. Why? Because you see somebody with a loaded AR-15 on their back, I don't think you're going to mess with them. So part of the beauty of the Second Amendment, because of, um, an armed society is a safe society. But not everybody believes that. And part of my show notes, right, is part of my show notes has the comments from the, and let me get back to my show notes. The comments, the, the, the things that the law, these lawmakers say is, is funny because, again, I pulled an article from, and it's in my show notes, I pulled the articles from Outdoor Life, and it's nine of the dumbest gun control quotes from politicians and celebrities. Now, I'm just going to read some of these. Actually, I might read them all because it just it goes to the lunacy of some of these people and what they believe about guns. Now, remember, even back when the Second Amendment was ratified or added to the Constitution, the whole debate was, hey, the British at some point, the crown is going to send his army because we pissed off the king by sending him a declaration of independence. So at some point, now he's now we know that he's paid these uh these Native Americans and stuff to come and attack our village just sporadically. That's fine. Whatever. But at some point he's going to send his army. Now we need to be able to stand up against that. Now the original idea was for the states to stand up militias so that when the army comes, no matter what states they land in, they're gonna meet fierce opposition. Of the English army um, eventually they figured as the first army, as the first armed soldiers came in the next one and the next wave, and they're like, crap, we're kind of outnumbered here. So what we need, we're going to need a professional military here. So yeah, they kept the militias standing, but then they or, they they um, kind of ordained an army. And this is where uh, the Blue Book and um, was called the French guy. I forget his name right now. That's where all that comes from. He he trained he trained a professional army, and then the professional army fell under the Congress of the United States, 
and that was the beginning of our professional military. Um, the Navy came. The Navy came shortly thereafter, and then later down the line came the Air Force and Marines. But the Army and the Navy were were our thing, and that's what that's really what helped us tip the war in our favor, along with the guerrilla tactics of the militias. So all of that combined helped us win the war against the British and fight them off. Now, there was a whole lot of skirmishes. We lost them. We won a lot. We lost a lot. But in the end, the English um, ended up retreating. But even after the English ended up retreating, we were like, hey, let's not let's not take the right of the people to keep and bear arms away because we're always going to need something that guarantees our right to protect ourselves. And this is why we have this. This is why the Second Amendment stands today. And um, it just goes to show the genius of the Founding Fathers because to this day, this country is the only country that guarantees the citizens the right, I mean, the right to bear arms. But anyway, I, before I got, into, got off into those weeds, I want to read, I'm going to read some of these quotes by Act by actors and politicians. So the first one is this. The Second Amendment only protects the people who want who want all the guns they can have. The rest of us, we've got no Second Amendment. What are we supposed to do? And that was by Louise Slaughter, from a uh, representative from New York. Now, not going to which party she stands for, but just the fact that she thinks that the Second Amendment only protects one class of people when it's literally in the Constitution, a national document that applies to everybody, proves that she really shouldn't be in the government, right? Here's another one. What bothers me most about today is that we're getting used to it. Enough. Second Amendment must go. Violence has to stop. Culture must change. Now, without, and that was Jay Moore, he's an actor. Now, without going too far into the weeds with the statistics and stuff, but elsewhere in my notes, I show you that areas with gun control, with uh, tighter gun control, have actually higher rates of gun violence than areas with looser gun control. That's going to come a little later in this show. Number three, Congressman Giffords' life was saved and so many others when they when the very valiant folks stood up to defend themselves and protect themselves, and they did it with ballpoint pens. And that was Jesse Ulibarri, right? Again, another, another idiot. Again on the left. See, I, I'm, the pattern with all these people is that they're all on the left, and they all want guns banned. But, again, gun control, when they started signing gun control laws in after the whole Giffords incident, crime of violence skyrocketed. Why? Because You've now taken the means of people to protect themselves and took it away. Now they become victims. I mean, it's, it's the logic. I don't know how it doesn't logically flow, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, right? Um, here's our illustrious Joe Biden. Well, you know, my shotgun will do better than your AR-15 because you want to keep someone away from your home. You just fire a shotgun through the door. I'm sorry, I didn't know firing a shotgun through through a door, well, forget about the whole physics of the whole thing, right? Like, and I understand this is Joe. This is Joe Biden who says this, so I that's kind of par for the course of what I expect from this guy. You know, not, he does 
not even he doesn't think about it. He doesn't really think about much nowadays because he's like literally a vegetable. But even when he said this, it was just so patently ridiculous how you, you say you fire your shotgun through the door if you keep somebody from getting in. Like, literally, who does that? Now, there, there's that. There's one. Number two, I will put my AR-15 up against anybody's shotgun as far as home protection. Why? Because my AR-15, and I have an AR-15 pistol, and it's a bit more portable for getting around rooms and through hallways in your shotgun. So, again... I'll put those. I'll put those up. Um, third of all, the ballistics of the whole thing, right? So again, I'm not going to get too far into the weeds with that, but that comment is just dumb. Here's Danny Glover. The Second Amendment comes from the right to protect themselves from slave revolts and from uprisings by Native Americans, a revolt from the people who were stolen from their land, or a revolt from the people whose land was stolen from. That's what the genesis of the Second Amendment is. Now, again, I get it. Danny, Danny Glover is kind of an older guy, and he probably is probably a product of one of the black schools. But when you go through the history of the whole thing, right, the Second Amendment comes from, first of all, I said the Second Amendment comes from the right to protect themselves from slave revolts. Well, first of all, Let's talk about slavery, because I talked about slavery, I believe, it was in my last show. Um, bigotry begins with a D. Now, slavery here. Now, he's talking about protecting themselves from slavery. Both. Let's remember who the slave masters were. But even going, against, even going against that, when the Declaration, when the Constitution was, was set up, not, not formally signed yet, but they were being set up. This wasn't at a time when there were a whole lot of slave revolts. The slave revolts started happening in the 1800s, whereas the Constitution was about 17, between 1785 and 1787. So you literally had almost a whole ass hundred years, right? But now he wants to talk about people whose land was stolen or people who were stolen from their land. First of all, there were no kidnappings at the time that, the Democrat Andrew Jackson kicked Indians, well, they well, kind of kicked Indians off the land. Most of it was treaties and stuff like that. But a lot of Indians were kicked off the land. We get that. However, when you talk about stolen land, now, I hear this a lot. And, again, my, this is the Second Amendment, so I'm not going to get too far into the weeds with the whole stolen land thing. But one thing I always see with people who talk about stolen land is they don't want to see if they're if they own land and their or their parents own land or something. So I hear this from liberals a lot, and I hear this actually in colleges a lot. Colleges say a lot of people in college say, "Yes, this college is on stolen land." Well, why doesn't the college give it back? Or, yeah, we live. I know we have a we have a big house. We have a big house on stolen land. Okay, sell the house and give it back. But they don't want to do that. Anywho. The whole history of this is just dumb because, again, at the time where um, the Second Continental Congress was setting up the Constitution and the, um, the Federalist Papers were being written, weren't out of time at a whole, with, that there were a whole lot of slave revolts. It may have been one or two, but not on a massive scale like Danny Glover seems to be insinuating here. So that's just dumb. Here's another one, Diane Feinstein. We have federal regulations and state laws that prohibit hunting ducks with more than three rounds. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe you can point to me the exact uh, section of the U.S. code that says that, that you can't. 
where it says, and yet it's legal to hunt humans with a 15 round, with 15 round, 30 round, or even 150 round magazines. Again, show me in the U.S. code, Miss Feinstein, where it says it's legal to hunt humans with 30 rounds, and so, or it's legal to hunt humans at all. I believe that um, 18 U.S.C. was that. Oh, oh God, 33, 11:7. I think it was 11:17 that says murder is a felony punishable by 25 years to life in prison. So whatever she's talking about, I don't know, because it's not legal to hunt humans, yet it is legal to hunt ducks. So there we go. She got it completely backwards. But this is a senator. This is a senator here. This is, this is why I say the Leviathan is ran by people like this. And this is why we have the problems why we have now, because like I said earlier in my show, they come and they, they, they get out of office. The left especially is good at this. See, the right, they say, we're out of office. We're backing off of everything. We just want to live our lives, whereas the left wants to go into different things like bureaucracy and media and all this other things, and they, now they control the narrative. This is a product of that. And now Diane Feinstein walks around believing, and she's, she's with Joe Biden too. She's kind of a vegetable right now. But even when she said this, she literally believed that it was illegal to hunt ducks with three rounds, illegal to hunt humans with, with an, well, whatever it is. She's holding an AK-47 in this picture. But you understand where a senator, when a senator gets the U.S. laws wrong, there's a problem with that. But that's rife in the Senate and the House of Representatives. Just look at the, just listen to the shit that like AOC says about guns. Listen to the shit that all these other Democrats say about guns that are just wildly like um who was it? It was a it was that that Jackson Lee woman from Florida who's like yeah she um she picked up an AR-15 and it weighs and it had the weight of like three boxes and I'm just like what the hell is this woman talking about? Like my daughter fires an AR-15 accurately. And she's 15 years old. So if you can't pick up an AR-15 and fire it, thinking that it weighs has the weight of three boxes, then. But I know what happened. I know what happened to that to that Jackson Lee woman. What happened was she went. I I know this. She went to a base. She went to a military base to do the whole um, photo op thing, right? And the infantry unit that she that she visited trolled her. And what they said was they gave her a um, they gave her a mounting a mounted um, a disassembled but mounted uh, 50 cal, and they called they said they told her it was an AR-15. They say here hold this, and the sheer weight of it she was like shocked because it was a 50 cal, it wasn't an AR-15, and so that's why she said that's why she came back saying that it weighs as much as um, like 10 boxes that you would carry, and the bullets they fire 50 cal bullets. She like literally went on the TV and said that, not knowing that she got trolled by the by the infantry. So, infantry, my hats off to you, but you didn't make you made her go on national TV and say something that was really really dumb. So, there you go. Anyway, um, number seven. If you ban them in the future, the number of these high capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because bullets because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. This was by Representative Diana DeGetti, Democrat from Colorado. Now, 
not getting into how retarded it is to think that magazines, weapon magazines, whether they be for pistols or for rifles, just to ret- just not getting into how retarded it is to believe that those are one-use items, single-use items, single-use-only items. Um, just thinking that because the bullets have been fired, that renders the magazine somehow um, extinct or obsolete or whatever. You understand this is what these people believe about guns. Magazines are single-use items so that once all the bullets are spent, there's no more use for the magazine, as if you can't put more bullets in the magazine. Now, you can read the rest for yourself. I'm, I'm going to but spit out, Ramsey. I'm going to go into another break. You can read the rest for yourselves or on my show notes. But what I want to say is this. We have gun control laws being set up who have no idea what even owning a gun encompasses. They don't know what guns are. They don't know what guns do. They don't know how guns are built. They don't know the purpose of certain certain things that are that are associated with guns. Yet they want to ban them. Now there was and I couldn't pull the sound bite, but um one of the and I'll put the link on the I'll put the link on the show notes at the end of the show. But I'm going to link to a YouTube video where Tucker Carlson, back from when he was on MSNBC, he asked this woman, because she was talking about banning AR-15s for the simple fact that they had something called barrel shrouds on them. And so Tucker Carlson was like, well, can you, you, you want to ban weapons with, because they have barrel shrouds on them. Okay, what's a barrel shroud? And she keeps saying that, she keeps saying, hey, um, we need to ban this because these guns are being used against police officers and the history. He's like, well, what are barrel shrouds? And she's like, well, this and that. And Tucker's like, well, you, you, you're introducing legislation to ban these weapons because of barrel shrouds. Can you tell me what a barrel shroud is? And she's like, no. But these are the people who want, these are the people who are writing our legislation. So when we come back, um, Again, we're going to I'm gonna get in get oh, there, Ramsey. I'm gonna get it back into this and we're gonna keep going with uh we're gonna keep going with the opposition to with the stupid opposition to the Second Amendment. Anyway, you're listening to ABC on BTR. This is a Second Amendment special. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark King or a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounder, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. 
Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just... Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. Let's drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to robots. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to zero pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say to zero pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. 
and extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss with. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. 
This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Parking out there. That's uh, that's my dog's little friend. Uh, belongs to the neighbor uh, down the bottom floor. But so when we broke, I was talking about the opposition to the opposition to the whole gun control narrative, and how I found it really silly that we have people who don't under who don't even understand guns, who don't know anything about guns, making these writing these laws. Now. You know, just just to get off into a little personal tangent, if I can take a moment of personal privilege here. Um, people ask me all the time what you know what my favorite guns are, and I can't say that I really have like a favorite brand or anything. Like, you know, I do have a favorite brand of car, Honda, and you know, even beer I drink, uh, Coors Light or either Coors Light or Miller Junior Draft. Um, or you know, I just have certain like my favorite baseball teams, Dodgers and Angels, but. I don't really have a a particular brand of gun. Like my AR-15 is made by Stag Arms. Um, it's an AR-15 pistol with one of those one of those arm braces. Um, I'm gonna talk about that in a, in a couple seconds. But um, yeah, it's, it's an AR-15 pistol. So it's got like a little ten. I think it's a ten and a half inch barrel. Um, and a and a extending extending stock with the arm brace on it. And I liked it because it I liked it because the balance, you know. It was easy for me to, you know, quickly put the barrel down range, whereas I had kind of a time with the other ones with the other ones with the heavier barrels, which yes, the barrels on those on those do last a little longer because they're you know, they're more durable. However, you know, just for just for the mechanics of me, you know, trying to put the Kind of put the barrel down range and fire accurately. I just found that it was easier for me with the stag arms, with the stag arm, uh, the tactic team. Um, also, XD. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people have their comments about XDs, and I get it. You know, you got your Glock fans and your Sig fans, and they they talk a lot of crap about XD. But I'm going to tell you, I, though I may not, you know, a good friend of mine, he has an XD. And I think his is the full size 45. I have the XDS 45. Getting into how loud that little thing is, because it's a 45 that has a um, that has a three inch barrel. So once that hammer hits the primer, the sound that comes out of that thing is something that's it grabs attention. That's for sure. I mean, there's there were days where I was at the range, <laughs> and because it's an indoor range, so you know it's, it's just like one of those indoor firing ranges where everybody has their little lanes in their booth. But I'm telling you, every time I let off with that XD45, you know, people are looking in my booth like, what the hell is this guy firing? Because every pull the trigger is like, boom, boom, boom. 
And you know, you have people here and you have people with their little nine mils and their, you know, their cigs and their glocks and you know, they're like pop, 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 pop. And then there's somebody in row three who's letting off a freaking XDS with a, a 45 with a three inch barrel going boom, boom. It's going to grab your attention. Like, okay, this guy's doing, doing too much, right? Okay. Put that thing away. We're trying to shoot. So, you know, that's, but the, I guess the beauty of it is that it's a 45 that's like concealable, you know? So that's what, that's kind of what I love about it. That's what I love about my XDS 45. It's, it's, I can carry that thing in my pocket. It doesn't print. So I can literally carry it in my jacket. I can carry it in the back pocket or the front pocket of my pants. It's got a dual, um, it's got a dual safety. So I don't have to worry about pulling it out and shooting it myself in the leg, you know, things like that. So again, a lot of people talk crap and Oh, it's an XD, the quality, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I've tried because in my prior line of work, I mean, I'm still security, but when I was armed security, the the pistol I used to carry was a Glock 23, which is the which is a Gen 340 cal. And I didn't find the accuracy to be to my liking. I mean, I had to I had to make a couple of adjustments just because the way I and I think it's more because of my stance than anything, because I have a certain I have an unorthodox stance when it comes to firing. And so the way the um the way the twenty three was set up, um if I now I can pull out with the I can draw with the basic stance, put it down range, and fire it pretty accurately. But if I use my comfortable stance, then all of a sudden I'm pulling. So I found out that with the XDS I don't pull as much. So that's why I like my XDS over the um over the forty cal over the 40 cal uh, Glock. Um, got a call here from 9768. I'm going to try this. I know last time I took a call, it didn't really work. But here we go. Hey, hey good. welcome good to ABC. Afternoon. How you doing? Good afternoon. Doing good. How, How you doing? doing? Today? All, right. All right, yeah, just giving you a call right here. Yeah, on the Second Amendment, which should not be uh, infringed and particularly... Uh, in these current, you know, political times, you know, stuff is going on, you know, real crazy, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, with 45 running again, then the fervor that's being uh, created. But also to the governor of uh, Florida, you know, he's a real piece of work, and, and I think it's very, very offensive of uh, the governor of Florida of saying, you know, to teach the world that black people benefited from slavery. You know, that's a little absurd, you know what I mean? And then on top and of you know, that, I as you know, that. That, I get that. Yeah, However, yeah, yeah. um when you talk about the and my my thing to you would be without getting into the politics of, you know, forty five running again or Ron DeSantis or Vivek or anybody anything like that. Um right. I'm with you that the forty that the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. But Right. Removing the individual politicians, because I'm not going to, you know, without getting into like Joe Biden and and um, right. and uh, Kennedy Jr. and whoever's running. Right. Right. When it comes to basic self-defense, because. Right. Crime is you got to even you have everybody has to admit everywhere crime has been on the increase for decades now. I mean, 
And right. a lot of it, a lot of it is a sociopolitical. I get that. However, mm-hmm. when we talk about, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit, when we talk about mm-hmm. where crime is happening and how crime right. is happening, how crime is being allowed to fester, how gun crimes are allowed mm-hmm. to take place, you have to look. Right. At, you have to look at some of the policies are, that are being in, that are being in place. And I think I thank you for calling. Um, to look at the policies that are being put in place because even on my show notes and I will defer to that now the Washington Examiner and I get it, Washington Examiner, right right wing, however they bring the receipts because they even show and I have a couple of extra links extra links on my page that actually prove this that um, murders are up see, even if the, poly, the, the, the long-time narrative has been that red states have higher gun crime rates than blue states, right? Now, that's been the, that's been the popular talking point. Now, when you actually dig into the nuts and bolts, and this is something that I've actually talked, that I've actually had talks about, was that what they do when they say this is that they, they'll take the state, they'll take the overall murder rate in the state and say, look, when you compare somewhere like Florida or somewhere like Texas or Montana or something, and especially Wyoming, but no, no, not even Wyoming, uh, Alaska, I'm sorry, Alaska, take Alaska. And you put it up against states like Connecticut, New Hampshire and stuff. They say, hey, look, um, the red states have higher murder rates than blue states. And even if you put, you do put it up against like a New York or a, nobody wants to touch Chicago or New Orleans, but, or Louisiana and Illinois. But um, to, you have to drill down in because when you take a state, you have to remember that within that state, there are cities. And within those cities are pockets of, um, of, of crime. And those pockets of crime are more often than not, and I'm not saying that this is all the time. I'm saying it's more often than not. Those pockets are, of crime are in urban areas, despite the fact that rural areas and farmlands and things and, and suburbs have a 79% advantage over urban areas in gun ownership. Why? Because your urban areas are more prone to having gun control policies than the, um, than the what's it called, than the rural areas. So, yes, when you say that the Second Amendment shall not be infringed, then yes, the Second Amendment shall not be infringed for anybody, whether you be in urban areas or um, whether you be in urban areas or rural areas. Everybody should have the right to defend themselves. But when you take something like gun control, right, and you implement gun control to disarm a disarm a live a law-abiding citizenry, because you have to remember. Criminals don't give a shit about gun control. They just don't. You can you can fly as many. Look at uh, look at Chicago and New Orleans. You can fly as many gun control laws. Look at San Francisco. San Francisco has some of the strictest gun control laws like anywhere in America. Yet the murder rate, the gun murder rate, is increasing year over year. Why is that? There's it's gun control. There's, they're not supposed to be any any um, guns sold to to populations, right? So where are they getting these guns from? It's the same thing. You have to you have to look at the failure from 
and I'd even say from the um, from the assault weapons ban back in 1994. Now, to be fair, the studies say that at the time they did the analysis of the study, I think it was like 10 years later in 2004, they said, well, we can't determine one way or another. But taking 1994 to 2014 or 1994 to um, 2023, come on. <laughs> You know what I mean? You you can't say that that anything gun control is working. Why? Because we have we have a legacy media um we have a legacy media that's constantly complaining about the number of shootings. And without getting into where a lot of these shootings are happening, you know, you have to look at again, why is it that rural areas have such a huge advantage of gun ownership over urban areas, yet urban areas have more crime. It debunks two things. It debunks a um, what I said before, but also debunks the fact the the narrative that um, less guns equal less crime. I mean, that's just the whole thing with the Port Arthur shooting in um, in Australia. Now they now the they're going to come back and say, well. The gun control uh, policies worked after the Port Arthur shooting because gun crimes went down afterward. But what they failed to say is that in Australia, after the Port Arthur shootings, and as a matter of fact, there are more guns now in Australia than before the Port Arthur shooting. So does less guns really equal less crime? Because you would think that there'd be more shootings in Australia since there are now more guns in Australia now than before the Port Arthur shooting, but there's not. So um, that's what's up. Uh, it looks like a nine, yeah, 9768 called back. So we're going to, we're going to take the call um, and hold on. Okay. Do this again. Yeah. How you doing? So sorry about that. Okay, the go call ahead. dropped on my end. Yeah. But as you were saying is, you know, uh, take gun courses for responsible gun ownership. Okay. You know how to break down your weapon, how to clean your weapon, how to keep your weapon in a secure place so it does not get off in unauthorized hands. Now, California is in violation of the Second Amendment is because, you know, they every year they pass in different more and more legislation on gun control. And I believe the uh, circuit court, the U.S. Circuit court of that district had ruled that California might be in violation of the Second Amendment. But then keep in mind, though, too, is that the Supreme Court chooses the cases that it wishes to review and overturn both at the state level and at the federal level. But the reason why California had uh, put in, you know, uh, gun control, which was under the Mulfer Act of uh, 1968, uh, which was, uh, in fact, illegal. And then there's this old saying, it's always best to have and not need than to need and not have, you see. So right. then, of course, you know, you do have these criminals who go out there that steal the guns and what have you. But, however, if they realize that they're going up against the law-abiding citizens that's returning fire on them, you will watch how a whole lot of that crap, you know, would go down. It's incredible, isn't it? It's because when you go into places that have Second Amendment uh, rights, like Idaho, uh, Montana, uh, Utah, I believe as well too. Utah, you know, yes. isn't it? Yeah, isn't it kind of strange that they got very low crime rates? 
You see a correlation yes, between it is. the two, and, right? Here. And that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, funny. Okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. And then like how some people would have the stickers, you know, with a picture of the 45 up there. Hey, nothing is worth in here. There's nothing in here is worth dying for. Or they might have a sticker that says, never mind the dog, beware of the owner. You know what I mean? Right. And that there is a, a is a deterrent as well, too. And then uh, not to mention the fact is that when you have, like, say, insurrections, when you have crazy protests and stuff like that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, people will feel a little concerned about their safety. And, you know, they should have a right, you know, to defend themselves as well, too. Now, I'm speaking of responsible gun owners where you go through the class, your military training to break down your weapon and keep it clean, what type of caliber to use, what type of load to use, and things of that nature uh, right there. But at the same token, though, you know, you have to look at history is because any time that you disarm the people, and on the state, you know, you're going to have a repeat of what you had in Nazi Germany. You see what I mean? Exactly. Because what was the first thing they, that yeah. Hitler and did? Yeah, one thing I was tweeting is, um, yeah. is, again, look at what happened, and, you know, to invoke, to invoke the name Rittenhouse, but, again, this, mm-hmm. is a, this is a kid who went out, and now whether he should have been there at all, that's up, mm-hmm. for, that's up for debate. But the kid was there, right. and if the kid didn't have, mm-hmm. if the kid didn't have the AR-15 that he had with him, he would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Because the first mm-hmm. guy that attacked him had a pistol. Mm-hmm. Now I forgot what kind of pistol mm-hmm. he had, but he had um, mm-hmm. he had a concealed carry, and he pulled it out of his pocket, right. which is why he got shot. And um, mm-hmm. the second guy who came up and tried to hit him with the skateboard, he got shot yeah. too. Again, mm-hmm. when now whether he should have been at that whole. But he should have been at that riot to begin with when he lives, you know, elsewhere. That's up for debate. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can't deny that him having his weapon that night saved his life. And just like oh, you yeah. said, it's better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. I know I myself have right. have um I went out plenty of times. I've mm-hmm. not I I have not had to discharge the only time I discharge my weapon is at the range. You know, I never right. had to. I never even had to pull it out. When I open carry my AR-15, it stays strapped on my back. Why? It's a deterrent. Right. If, if people mm-hmm. see me, they know not to mess with it because I can right. have um, I can have my AR with an empty magazine or a full magazine. When it's popped into mm-hmm. the when it's popped into the well, you don't know which is which. So right. again, just like I said, do you want to take that chance with your life? Most people don't. So again, exactly. now, I'm also with I'm also with you when when you say um, with the classes and stuff. Yeah, people need to understand not just to buy a gun, just to buy a gun because when you buy a gun, just buy a gun. You you're gonna hurt yourself and other people. Um, you need to right. know how to operate that gun, how to break that gun down, how to keep it maintained, how to um, yes. you even know you need to know trigger discipline. You need to you need mm-hmm. to know. Um, Breathing and trigger squeeze, and but mostly trigger discipline and when to when to actually pull the gun out. And most mm-hmm. people know, and I found out that most people don't know how to high index your finger, and that's kind of problematic yeah. because when you're walking around, and your fingers on that trigger, you're gonna hurt somebody that you don't intend to hurt. So again, exactly. I am I am for I am for basic um, basic things, but when those basic mm-hmm. things see like in Washington where I live. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And I'm going to take another call after this. But back in Washington, mm-hmm. where I live, because I live in Kent, Governor Inslee right. and Bob Ferguson went in, and they did two things. One, they um, one they they passed I-1639 without any popular vote. And what that did was mm-hmm. that mandated the safety courses and safe storage. Now, that's fine. However, they said if you don't take this, these safety courses, um, if you don't take the safety course and pass with a – and I forgot what the standard was, but they will – absolutely prohibit you from um, getting, not even buying a firearm, but you need to have that to uh, get a concealed pistol license. And in order to right. transport your a weapon that you bought back to your back to your house or back to your domicile, if you're going to take that in your mm-hmm. car, you need a concealed pistol license. Well, if mm-hmm. you can't get a, con- a concealed pistol license, they'll let you buy the gun, but if you don't get the concealed right. pistol license, there's no real way you can bring it home unless the gun shop is literally down the street from your house. Um, right. That infringes mm-hmm. upon the rights of a lot of people. The second thing is mm-hmm. that they passed um, they passed a ban on the sale of AR-15s, which is dumb mm-hmm. because, again, when you compare AR-15s to other pistols, which is a point of contention that I've had with the left over here in the state, mm-hmm. especially being so close mm-hmm. to Seattle, um, one of the debates that right. I keep constantly having is, well, if you look at your AR-15, what is the difference in functionality between the AR-15 and the Glock and the Glock 21s that the police out here carry? They're mm-hmm. The only difference, because they both fire, I mean, sure, they fire different bullets, but they're both semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, one, right. it's still one pull of the trigger to one bullet. So right. functionality, there's really no difference yet. You're cool with an wait, you're cool with the Glock that has more than ten rounds, which you really which the bill that they signed had um had limited magazines to ten rounds. But they're cool with the Glocks mm-hmm. that the police have having thirteen, fourteen and fifteen rounds. Yet 15. they're not cool with a similar weapon is although it's a little bit longer and has more rounds, mm-hmm. but it's the functionality is still the same. So again, mm-hmm. I don't understand how they could say defund the police, but give police the right to own more rounds than the common citizen has. It does. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, well, see, that, that's and again, there are lawsuits your, just like in California. There were lot. There are lawsuits now challenging, challenging uh, the constitutionality of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, as well as they should, because at one time in California, you know, you used to be able to open carry, you know, to like I said, until mm-hmm. 1968 with the Mulfer Act. And, uh, you know, there's some historical ramifications of why they did that. But always remember, when you disarm the public, okay, arm the state, just look at Nazi Germany, you know what I'm saying? It's because that's the first thing that right. Hitler did. Went in when he went into Poland, uh, went into the other nations in Europe. The first thing he did was disarm the people. It was uh, his military as they took over uh, said nations. You see, and then the funny part about it is now with these questionable police killings, and and I'm sure that you agree, there's been a highly lot of questionable police killings. Okay, now right, don't the people have the right to arm themselves uh, against that? You see what I mean? 
Exactly. And this is why I say about the people who run around here saying um, defund the police, but they want the police to have stronger weapons than the civilian population. And it's like, well, what's your story? Mm-hmm. Are you scourging the police or do you want the police to have better weapons than we have? And mm-hmm. it was funny. I, I, well, it wasn't funny. I kind of lost a friend over this. But I was, right. I was holding a discussion with someone on Facebook and, you know, she chimed in. And this is what cost mm-hmm. me the friendship because I said, okay, because uh, I was talking about the Second Amendment. And um, mm-hmm. and I saw and the thing, the conversation turned to police killings. And um, mm-hmm. I asked the question, I said, do you believe that, um, do you believe in gun control and that, you know, police should have, and the police should have the weapons? And they say, yes. And then I made the comment that, well, I hope you don't say anything when innocent blacks are killed by police. And then my former right. friend chimed in, and she just went off. And I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. it's true. If you're sitting here, mm-hmm. if you're sitting here saying that um, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment is all we need gun control now, yet you're saying that police should have only what? Uh, police should have only have AR-15s and Glocks with uh, 13, 14, 15 round mags, and then turn back around and say defund the police." You understand mm-hmm. that you have an ideological conflict there on three different fronts. Right. And so um Right. And so yeah, they I guess that was a little too much truth for them to handle. But you know, mm-hmm. that's how it went. Um I'm gonna take another call right now. So um yes, sir. Just hang on and let me get to this call here. Hey, welcome to ABC on BTR. Thank you for taking my call. It's always a pleasure here, gentlemen, to understand and appreciate the importance and magnitude of the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. But I think part of the Thank problem you. we have with this matter is that we have a corruptocrat in chief who calls himself President of the United States who literally mm-hmm. lies. I mean, tells out and out either lies or falsehoods about the Second Amendment. One of his most glaring is when he said, that when the Second Amendment was ratified, you couldn't own a cannon. Now, first of all, just to correct this gentleman, there were no federal gun control laws whatsoever that applied in any state of the Union, maybe in some of the territories and some of the federal jurisdictions before they were states, but there were no federal gun control laws applied to any state in the Union until the Federal Firearms Act of 1934. And if you could afford to own a cannon, during the Revolutionary War after a war, when they ratified the Constitution in 1787, you could buy any cannon you want because it was common. Congress of the United States to issue letters of mark and reprisal to privateers who owned ships that had their own cannon. And right after the Civil War, the United States uh, government had a public auction in which they were auctioning off cannon to the general cannon. public exactly. from the Civil War. You could buy a Napoleon... Yeah. 12-pounder howitzer, if you could afford it, sure could. at a public auction open to anybody in the public. No registration, right. and even the no merchant, background check, even the merchant marines no federal government, no nothing. Navy had, they bought cannons for their ships, and they were civilians. So exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They were privateers, and they bought it for their own, yeah. And, and, and again, uh, you, there were no background checks, no, no federal form 4473, no, uh, you know, no tax stamps. Nothing. You could own a cannon. You could literally own a cannon. You could own automatic weapons without any uh, federal registration tax stamp uh, before, prior to 1934 and the passage of the Federal Firearms Act in 1934. But he, he, that's not the, 
the only distortions about the Second Amendment, he says. He makes all kinds of others that, as though the framers of the Constitution would feel the need to pass a constitutional amendment to protect your right to shoot bunny rabbits, as though that is the purpose of the Second Amendment. Everything they say is a lie or distortion or a falsehood. They literally cannot tell the truth about the Second Amendment and what it's there for and what it's designed to do. And and when you even if you look at um, at what they say about when the about when the Constitution and Second Amendment went in, they say, well, um, when they signed the Constitution, they were talking about muskets. So, and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. So what did the British Army have um, have back then? They had much. The what they wanted was the for the common citizen to have equal weaponry to the um, to an enemy combatant and even a government combatant at that. That's what well, actually were. The, the actually mili- the, they were military the, assault rifles. Well, actually, the framers envisioned. The citizen having firearms that were superior to the common infantrymen of the time, because many of the colonial militia in particular, like Timothy Murphy at the Battle of Saratoga, had rifle mm-hmm. muskets that could take targets right. out to 200, 300 yards reliably. So then they didn't have a problem with the average militiaman or the colonial citizens. They having a firearm that was technologically superior to the smoothbore brown best musket that was a typical uh, arm of the British infantrymen at the time. So exactly. That, that, you and know, even going I'm, into the Civil War, um, they they um, they manufactured. Well, they they built uh, they built the rifles to take mini ball, which were equivalent to fifty caliber bullets. Those are <laughs> those do yeah, much more they, damage they, than they your average musket, yeah. you know. But yeah, that, that's yeah. what we had, and that's what we owned. Again, they shattered bones. That's why amputations were common back then. They didn't have the ability to take care of, uh, you know, uh, wounds that became infected because they know about the germ theory of disease. So when a, when a limb was shattered by these enormous balls transferring all this muzzle energy, you know, uh, 170, 200, 230 grain bullets that just literally shattered limbs, they didn't have much choice other than mm-hmm. amputate the limb frequently. So Exactly. Yeah, that was exactly. a problem. That's why. But, you know, but you were just talking about the AR-15 a moment ago. And the beauty of the yeah. AR-15, more than anything, aside from the fact there's a smooth shooting, reliable, fully developed, mature rifle, is its modularity. Now, I got about mm-hmm. nine AR-15s, but they, uh-huh. I own them in calibers ranging from 22 long rifle, which is a squirrel rifle, all the way up right. to .458 SOCOM, which you can go hunting grizzly bear with. And I've got a right. whole range of them in between, 300 blackout. 5.56 NATO, um, you know, uh, um, some, uh, 7.62 by 39. Uh, they're, all, they're all in these different calibers, and they all use the same basic lower receiver. You could literally swap one upper, if, this is, if it's mil spec, military specification, you could swap one upper receiver in one chambering to the uh, lower receiver, which is the one that's considered the firearm, and you've got a completely right. different weapon in a completely different caliber. The only thing you might have to change is the magazine if you've got a 22 long rifle, but even in .458 SOCOM, use the standard, the Stanag 30-round magazine, it'll carry 10 rounds using the standard uh, uh, GI magazine with the standard mm-hmm. GI bolt because the rim is rebated to fit it. So, I mean, it's all, right. 
That's the beauty of the AFD. It's modularity, it's ability to be modified, and it's supremely accurate no matter what they say. It's one of the more accurate out-of-the-box rifles you can buy. The 5.56 chambering got flat trajectory, quite accurate out there, oh, maybe 500 yards. Uh, and then you got to worry about wind drift after that, a lot of that. But really right. flat shooting out to 500 yards. You can, if you got the right chambering, you can take gear with it all day long. It's perfect. Perfectly fine, suitable hunting rifle. These people cannot tell the truth about anything that has to do with firearms or the Second Amendment. They lie constantly. And the reason I know is because once upon a time, I used to be a great big gun grabber until I became mm-hmm. a police officer. And I found out that mm-hmm. every single thing they were saying about crime and the criminal use of firearms, I mean, every single thing was either untrue or an outright lie. And that's what changed right. my mind completely. Yeah, and it's true. And um, even when I went into the military, um, because again, just like you, I was, I wasn't like the total gun grabber, but you know, I believe, you know, I believed in certain gun control measures, and you know, people, certain people not owning, you know, certain other weapons. But then again, when I joined the military, and I'm like, wow, guy gave me, they gave me an M16, and I got to fire it, and then they gave me an M9, and I got to fire it, and I'm like, wait. These aren't really that bad, you know. And then I started hearing the things that they were saying about, you know, about these weapons. And then I bought an AR-15, and it was all over from there. I'm just like, no, these. Now I know these huh. people are lying about this. Just like my my well, AR-15 again. Like I said, I had the pistol brace on mine because it's a AR-15 pistol. It's a it's a Stag 15 tack. And um, well, so you're naughty. Pistol, now ATF is going to come looking for you. Now, were popular lies about that is and the reason why Joe Biden's ATF banned um they banned the the AR15 pistol the, they have those braces is because somebody turned around and said that the braces are like bump stocks and they increase the rate of fire and I'm just like wait a minute how can an arm uh, brace increase a rate of fire that's just dumb like Okay, an yeah. argument can be made about bump stocks because, you know, if you manipulate it a certain way, you can actually use a recoil too. But even that, even that has its limitations. But when you talk about your arm brace, that has nothing to do with the fire rate, but all everything to do with um, having the convenience of being able to hold this in one hand should you need to. And then they're saying this thing helps increase fire rate. And that's the reason why we need to that's why we need to ban them. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know I, you know what I mean. And then you wow. have all these other people, like I quoted earlier in my show, saying the dumbest things about guns. And it's like, and these are the people that are making our policies. Um, sir, I can do the same thing with a stout rubber band. I can wrap a stout rubber band around the trigger and the magazine well of an AR-15, and I can make it fire at a rate of about 600 to 650 rounds per minute, rather easy. Right. Easily. A rubber band. I've yeah. done it. It's very easy. And, you know, but, but this rate of fire thing has really got these people, their panties get all in a bunch about it, and like it's like it's some sort of death ray, which really isn't. I'm a combat veteran in Vietnam, and I used to regularly scream at my squad members. I was an infantry squad leader. I would regularly scream and stop using the M16 as a machine gun because it's not what it was intended for. It was a assault right. rifle. He's going to use it, use it in close, maybe within 50 yards when you're assaulting a position or for temporary use to suppress fire, it's not designed for that. That's what we got the M60 for. That's a sustained fire weapon. You can change the barrel in it real right. quick. 
He's wasting ammo. Right. So stop. I'm telling my guys, semi-autos best for most combat encounters anyway. Not saying that full auto isn't useful occasionally, but it's wildly overrated, and these gun grabbers have turned it into some kind of holy grail upon which they're ready to ban the use of a basic semi-automatic rifle. So that's what irritates me about it to no end. Right, and that's why they keep saying, these things, well, these things are weapons of war when they're really not. Because, again, your standard weapon of war has some kind of, whether it's a three-round burst or a fully automatic um, uh, functionality, that's what they take to war. They don't take AR-15s to war. AR-15s, again, they're they're basic rifles. We use them for hunting. Like you say, you have a 22 LR for squirrels and everything up to uh, 762s and all that for, for bigger games. We also, they also, yeah. um, they're, I'm sorry, well, they're good use well, for well, here, here's part of the and problem with that, though, is... in the civilian sector. But when you say these things are weapons of war, no. Well, I think we have to be a little bit honest about that. And uh, frankly, given the fact that the AR-15 is predominantly intended to be used as a semi-automatic rifle, for most things, the average infantry is always going to be involved in. I noticed watching this footage of combat footage from Ukraine, most of the fire directed in these close-in accounts are semi-automatic. Soldiers are not using automatics. They don't have that much access to ammunition like American soldiers regularly right. have. And they have, to be con- they have to conserve their ammo. And I noticed they are really pretty disciplined in using semi-automatic fire only, even though they have selective fire in, uh, in 16, uh, M4s and M16A2s and A3s and all that. I, noticed, I was really struck by that. And, and, and given the fact that they is mostly used or intended to be used in semi-automatic fire, it is, in fact, a weapon of war in that respect. Uh, and, in fact, many of the civilian uh, AR-15s there are made with better materials than mil-spec uh, weapons are. they got better metallurgy. They have more ergonomic features. They have frequently often better design sites. They're actually better in many respects than the basic <laughs> mil-spec M4 carbine issued to your standard everyday GI. So we got to be honest, but that's the the whole point of the Second Amendment. A militia is a body of citizens organized for military purposes, and Supreme Court has ruled already that when summoned for militia duty, they are expected to appear bearing weapons supplied by themselves and of the kind in common military use of the time. We don't need to shy away from that in order to get these crazy people off our backs, we could tell the truth. Otherwise, there's no point in having a Second Amendment. Otherwise, there's not a point in having any amendment if you don't have a Second Amendment, because if you don't have the Second Amendment, yeah, pretty much. What's, to stop, well, what's to stop a rogue government, like something like we have right now, from going yeah. and doing whatever they want, Absolutely. you know, and that's what that's another thing. That's, that was the supreme thing that the framers had in mind. Yes, we need to fight and win wars because – those British, the British were going to come and hit those shores at any time, and uh, we need to make sure our people are armed. But then again, when we're talking about our own government and setting up our own government, they realize that, hey, if our government ever gets out of control, we need to have the people be able to stand up to it. And in order to stand up to them, they, need, they kind of need the same things that the government is actually bringing. And so, again, well. the Second Amendment gives us absolute right. Because, again, it says that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. It shall not be infringed. It didn't say the type of arms. It doesn't specify um, how long the barrel has to be or whether it has an arm brace or anything like that. No, it just says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
And the reason why is because they figured that as as guns develop, because they were watching the development of guns in real time, they say as as these things develop, um, the citizenry is going to need access to these things. So that's what's up. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for calling. Well, um, I'm going to take a what? last break, and then I will be back. You're listening to ABC on on BTR. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big you robots. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure, because one, there's 
tasty hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party's house, too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Cream Sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, Swiss Cream Sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. 
We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. Trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. I want to thank the two callers that called into my show. Um, like you're literally welcome back anytime you want to call in. All right. You know, there's no part of the Second Amendment that's absolute. I mean, no part. What am I talking about? The Second Amendment is absolute. There's no part of the Second Amendment that gun control is even implied or um, authorized. When the framers drew up the con- I mean drew up the constitution they drew up the second amendment they drew up the second amendment they put it second because they understood the importance of having a way to secure the freedom and they knew that with evolving technology that the citizens are going to need to have unfettered access to weaponry and not just any weaponry but weaponry that was the current threat so whether that be muskets cannons, Gatling guns like were way back in the day up to the um up to the flintlocks that fired the mini balls up to the M1920s and 1911s, you know, the Thompsons that were in World War 1, the M4s that were in World War 2 um even M6 I'll, I'll even say M16s, but this is where the AR came from. The AR was built off the, the M16. There were well the M16 actually took the AR platform. 
but it was but again like the last caller said the dependability and the accuracy of them couldn't be it couldn't be argued so the second amendment is supposed to allow for un, unfettered access to all of these things why because the framers understood that as the country became populated more populated and government be, government grows bigger then the um the correlation between the size of the government and propensity for going rogue, the correlation is there. And there's no more, there's no bigger, uh, no bigger evidence of that than what's going on today. Like I said, like I said earlier in the show, now we have a government that's going after the Catholic church for being pro-life. They're trying to put a former president in prison to stop him from running in the 2024 election. Um, they've gone after parents for challenging the school boards. They've censored anybody. They sent their people into social media to censor anybody who didn't agree with the agree with the uh, with the vaccines. This is the same government who would not who will send because they paid for they approved a budget for 87,000 IRS agents and now they're giving them weapons. So they're they're This is a government that's not opposed to sending armed people to come get innocent people, which is what the framers wanted to avoid. And this is why the second amendment is so necessary. This is why the people who are where they are, are lying about the second amendment because they want this Leviathan to be able to take your rights. And without the second amendment, they will be able to, the only thing that's stopping them from doing it is the fact that we have access to weaponry that's equal to them. This is why the second amendment is so important because you need a way to defend yourself from not only the threats in your own neighborhoods or not, or from the threats from just being out and about, but you need to defend yourselves from the threats from other foreign governments, and then you need to defend yourself from the threats from the domestic government. That's what the Second Amendment is all about. And anybody that says that makes it about the weapons or makes it about anything different, they're handing you a load of horse crap. Join me next week, um, and I'll post the uh, schedule up, but it should be probably next Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm thinking next Wednesday. I'll let you guys know for sure. But we're going to go into one of the Supreme Court decisions, and again, the the lies that are coming out from the government itself, which is, again, why we need this. But um, join me next week, and we'll go into how the government lies to try to strip you of your rights. Um, I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Peace. I'll go out and make the world a better place.